Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. First of all, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. And I think that I'm a parent of kids and I'm just hoping from your homeschool experience that you can share some tips with other parents like me who might be freaking out a little bit in my mind about temporarily schooling at home. So, so many of us now are finding ourselves in a situation we haven't been in before and you shared an awesome video, which I hope I can put in the show notes for everyone. And it really was reassuring to me last week when I started feeling a little bit panicked about what's to come. So can you first start and tell us a little bit about you and your background? Okay, sure. I am a wife of 21 years and my kid um, second grades, eighth, ninth, and 11th. So I've been homeschooling them the whole time, but I've told people like, wait till next year and I'll tell you if it actually worked because for us, it was a, I started teaching before I had kids. I started teaching at a tiny little school that was a half day school. And it was kind of an introduction to me of a, a totally different way of educating. And I kind of wanted that for my kids. And then when I had kids, I actually sent my oldest to kindergarten there. So he only went three days a week and then the rest of the week, um, the work was sent home for us. And so that was like my ease into homeschool. I was given work for the teachers and given time at home to do it. And I could see, oh, okay, I can handle this. And that was, and then we looked at many moves and nine deployments. And for us, homeschooling just worked out the best because we could be a little more in control. So it sounds the way that you started with sort of the teacher sending home work for y'all to do in kindergarten is similar to what some of us are finding ourselves in now. Can you provide some tips for families during this time of the coronavirus that can maybe help some of us who are feeling a bit stressed and anxious to know, hey, this is gonna be okay, carry on, and just provide some reassurance? <laughs> well, I can, and, it, and so, biggest tip for me is that it's going to be okay. This, this period of life doesn't have to, you don't have to take all of that on. You don't have to think, okay, how am I going to get my kid into college with the, with this coronavirus going on? Um, the two months, and this is what we found over the last 12 years of homeschooling, we have taken two months many times to go on an extended up to visit people when the weather got nice or to go. I have put audiobooks in the car and given kids things and times table flashcards to do in the car and we have not done formal schooling for for big chunks of time and they've all really thrived and done okay. So that doesn't mean that if like there's there's lots of great ideas and you could totally do them but that's the first thing is 
whatever school's coming home, whatever you choose to do with the kids or can do, because think of like the summer takes away so much of the kids' brain anyway. And so when ki- when teachers start back in the fall, they're having to review a lot. And so that's going to, all of what happens in the spring is going to be reviewed in the fall. Other thing that is happening, we both, you and I, Sarah, live in Texas, and I've seen it in other states as well. And I'm not sure if our families living overseas, but a lot of states are lifting their state standardized testing requirements this year. And I I think back to my time as a school teacher, and there is so much of this time in the spring prior to these tests that are used for test prep, prepping for the test. And so part of me wonders, maybe we aren't missing quite as much as as I'm envisioning as a parent. And same thing, I'm in that boat. I'm a working parent. I'm working from home eight hours a day. And I've heard some people say, oh, you're only gonna have to school your kids, you know, think two to three hours of instruction time. And I'm like, but I have three kids and two still need direct help. And how many, how am I gonna get all this in in a day? But I think our plans are coming out this week. A lot of other districts, I'm the military student transition consultant program manager, and some of their plans came out last week for their kids. But the other good advice that I've heard recently is just let the teacher know how you're feeling as a parent. Let them know they have never done this before either. So if if something isn't working, let them know. If something is working great, let them know. So I think that open dialogue and communication is also going to be really helpful and key during this time of figuring it out all of us just figuring it out. Oh, I totally agree. Because I think that that was some of the stuff that I've been hearing seemed like we're panicked, understandably. And so this just flood of amazing ideas on social media of things to do. I'll tell you, all of us that homeschool full-time do this too at the beginning of the year have our color-coded, our like perfect of all the things we're going to get to do. And it's so exciting. And then about a half later, we're like, oh my gosh, no, we're not building pyramids out of sugar cubes to study the Egyptians. I just need you to finish this math worksheet. This week, looking at all of the stuff going, gosh, I'm failing. I'm not being creative and cool and all of this. And I think teachers responded to that too, and that they are over-providing in some places things for parents to do because parents asked for that and they panicked. And I know I have a friend who's got five children and she shared that it was so overwhelming to her to get the ideas and great, wonderful things from and online sites and stuff from five different teachers. I think the ability to pick through there and find how you want to do it and what you feel like is going to be the things that are important to you is going to be key in this time when you can do everything and anything you want. I think I decided for myself, I really spent some time thinking about this over the weekend and two of my children are dyslexic and the schools are addressing dyslexia this next week. I decided, you know what, I'm going to prioritize. So if we get dyslexia in, that's going to be our top. And then some writing, because that's another area of struggle in reading. We're all playing games, and I figure that covers math. And it looks to me like most of their stuff is online and kind of a continuation of math. And I was like, if we make those, then I'm going to see it as a successful day. And so then instead of feeling like I've got to do everything for everyone, just saying, okay. And then also knowing like if we only make it through the top two, then that's going to be okay too. And we'll pick up the the next two the next day. And that's really made me feel better today. Because I'll tell you when we were planning to talk on Friday, in my mind, I was 
I was still in that panic mode of like seeing a lot of other people with their already having their kids school areas set up and their color coded charts and they had their routine down and I'm looking like last week we just we definitely didn't have a routine down and this week I'm hoping that once we find out what the requirements are for school that that's going to help structure some of our time frames and I'm kind of easing into it today and tomorrow before we get school requirements so today we're still kind of our own terms we're writing to pin pals we're doing some of the online to me sort of more like games that the teachers have suggested so that when the real deal work comes in that it's not a total shock on Wednesday, but that we're not, I'm not feeling like I'm scrambling to get their technology ready and get some of our other stuff ready. So that's working for us today. We're making it through today. It's it's 1030 this morning and uh, everyone's still, still <laughs> holding it together. So that's a good idea. It's a good thing. We call it a soft opening. I usually start August 1st with a soft opening in our school year with a few basics and add from there because my kids all in different co-op online classes that start later. And so we kind of get our routine, get ourselves waking up, getting ourselves used to, to doing some schoolwork for a couple weeks. For us, it's a couple weeks, but a week is good too. And then it'll work, I feel comes good that makes me feel better that <laughs> we're okay that we didn't have it all together from the start oh so, yeah do you have any recommendations on safe social distancing activities and how is your family staying socially connected during this time we've been distancing ourselves pretty no but my kids haven't left we have a pretty good backyard so we've just been playing in the yard they have actually jumped in the pool a couple times it's definitely like winnowing who my introverts and my extroverts are and it's been so because some of my quiet kids are the ones that are a little fancy but my kids are a little older so they've been doing zoom meetings my daughter actually her dance company has been doing these challenges every day that are um like teach your parent to dance for 30 seconds of your dance and post it online or teach your family a dance and so that has been kind of the highlight of our weeks is these little challenges and doing those and her her getting to do her dance classes online it just looks like like a lot of fake time a lot of phone calls and things like that we have our own little city in our house because i've got five kids so nobody's really lonely yet except for maybe mama and that kind of leads me to my next question that i think parent self-care is so important. How are you taking care of yourself? And do you have any tips on how parents can work that into their daily schedules when their kids remain home with them? So especially since that's kind of your lifestyle anyway, like knowing that your kids are at home, how, how do you manage that part? I'll tell you, it doesn't really come naturally. You do probably have to, this is a place where you really do have to like, I do have to make sure, so, my job is just to, is to teach English as a second language online. So I actually finish that in the morning before my kids volunteer positions that I'm in and things like that. I have had to say, I'm not going to multitask. I really do have to block off like this is the time I'm going to be with my kid and my going to be silent. And then this is the time that my children are not allowed in the room and I'm going to get this work done that would be tech time for our kids. I have other friends that work a lot more full time. Like um, I have a good friend that's an interior designer and she has, I mean, she has an office in her house and she has very clear delineations. 
because she's found that she can't be both at the same time and teach and do work. But the little kid, it doesn't take that much of your day sit down and do it all or spread it out. And then the bigger kids, they can get their work done without me. I do think they still need accountability. And I, and if I have a really busy week, I tend to forget about them. I think they're doing schoolwork for the whole week and then find out that they're not. They're just texting or listening to music or whatever else they're doing. So I found that I have to bring even my bigger kids downstairs to the dining room or to a public place so that, um, they're not tempted with that. Our podcast is all about sharing stories. Do you have any final stories or words of advice before we close out for today? This is my word of advice that someone told me a long time ago, public school teacher, and then transitioned to homeschooling. Whether you're still just helping your kids through their online work or whatever, we're going to know way more about what our kids know and what they don't know in the next few weeks than we ever did before. Because when you're teaching a group of 30 kids, you kind of know what the general group knows and like you are, you assessed your, how much the kids have learned. But when you're homeschooling that one kid, you know every single thing that they're not understanding and that they're not getting and every single spelling word that they're missing. And it can sometimes feel overwhelming and like you're failing at all of the school because you, or like um, I could teach a, kid, a class of 25 children and I this one kid can't get this thing. That's kind of natural because we do have this opportunity to know all about what our kids are doing in school instead of getting this broad overview of a test that they might have prepped for for three weeks. And so, yes, they got 100. So just don't let that get overwhelmed just an opportunity for us to, to to see what kind of things that they need extra work on and work on them but but it's definitely all part of the learning and it doesn't mean that this whole home at school is a failure and then i would say if you have time this is the time to take the rabbit trails and to find the things that someone's interested in and to like actually spend time looking at it. One of our best science projects was when Ella did a science fair experiment on baking cake and we had 12 cheesecakes that season in our house because she had to keep baking them and baking them and baking them. So we're all about finding like really good projects that taste good or fun project to learn things like the scientific method, but also have some fun when we're doing it. I love that idea. And my kids love science anyway. That's why I don't even write it into our day because they come up with their own things so often. So I love the cheesecake story. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was great. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast for the sake of the child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.